On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. So we're blessed to have the Marcia back Again, Ooh, you said yes. it right. I did, right? <laughs> I got a question for you since the Texas State Fair is going on. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling you touch none of that Texas State Fair food, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hold on, hold on. None? It only comes around 30 days out of the year. None. 25 days I, out I, of I the buy year. bottles of water. I'm like, uh, I, I eat before I go. Yeah. Okay. So, you, yeah, you none of the fried Oreos. Not even one? You can't you'll, even, you'll like... pick something off the like, big text Do you think awards? you would get, like, really sick if you ate any of that? I probably would. Yeah. Probably. Because yes. you ate so clean and yes. good, like, for so... Like, it's like... Shock. Like, it, your body being like a shock. Oh. Like, like, like mine would, my, yeah. would go in shock without it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I went... If I, like, ate all... Oh, God. Like, plants, like, we, my body would, like, start shutting down on me. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> we we <laughs> haven't... I don't know if we've talked about this, Dave fair on the show heath you going this year do you, you usually I go right i really could care less about the fair okay. i'm sure we go but like i honestly i, I don't know. understand the hype on it like well wait, when i go i like going to the car show okay um you know yeah they have a good yeah i like they their some car neat show. stuff and they have like prototypes mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i like that kind of stuff um but like i don't know it's dirty to me and it's kind of just I yeah. don't, and you know like the games are all rigged it's, it's so expensive i just it's like it's so outrageously it is. like it's um I know. and like I don't like like I like fun rides like I'm I like going to Six Flags riding the big roller coasters right. but something about a whole bunch of people slapping rides up and down over oh, and over yeah. like a lot like just kind of make me <laughs> go scary yeah and, and then they're all rides just meant to make you sick like yeah. like i don't like to get i did dizzy. the slingshot one yeah 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 i did that i was the stupid one yeah <laughs> I, I just don't like the just the sick like they're all yeah. just like oh i want to get you sick and dizzy you know yeah. like i like fun thrilling rides like right. the titan the the, the roller coasters but secure yeah. yeah but well and, and it's fun it's, it's not just oh i'm gonna sling you around and get you as twisty yeah, sick as i can enough room yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I, it's not my thing. I'm sure we oh, go. Um, I, I'm sure we're, we'll we'll go, but it's definitely not my. I it's not anything I have I'm, to go. I'm, okay. I'm gonna go because at this point I will have gone. Um, when this episode is released, the Texas OU game this weekend yeah. though, oh. I'll be there, so that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to the stampede of emails we get after people find out. <laughs> no, you're they're, not gonna state fair they're gonna rip me. They're gonna rip me. Oh man! Secondshotcast@gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> That's us, folks. Yeah, let they're, us know. They're gonna rip me hard about that. I have a feeling. What but, are your state fair traditions? But, yeah. but the state fair thing's just not my. That's not my. I feel like there. once you've been there a few years in a row, then you're yeah. like, yeah, I've been there, done Same that. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that neither Matt or myself seem to be willing to jump in here and go, no, hold on. That's not the way it is, guys. You've got it all wrong. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to defend it. It's yeah. uh, There are yeah. terrible things about the state fair, but I'll go and <laughs> get a corn dog. It's you a bet. sight. Yeah, you go get a corn dog and it's you walk It's the novelty around. of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or it's Marcia gets her fried Oreos. Or yes. Double fried. Tear them up, huh? Double fried. Dip them in a little ranch. Now they have that fried butter. Uh-huh. Yeah. That sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen. It's interesting what they come up with, like the creative concepts of food that they outdo each other the next year yeah that's that's all that's the thing for me go get one fried thing that you're like my god who would eat that i'll take that one thing and then i'm out i'm punching out give me the fried butter and i'm leaving for the year that's it (laughs) i just want to try it i gotta know jenny and i will like find like one little interesting thing or something get it and like take a bite or two of them you know but like not like the whole thing yeah we're not gonna sit there and like you know, pile down right. two or three fried Oreos. $12 yeah, for... Not gonna and then immediately no. eat a salad to counteract it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've properly hated the State Fair, our first headline, yes, uh, here it is. Utah football fans find $1,060 destroyed in Shredder. Two-year-old is lead suspect. According to Twitter user... <laughs> I know. According to Twitter user at Ben Belknap, he and his wife had been saving up to pay for University of Utah football tickets in cash. As they pulled out their money, the cash was mysteriously gone. That mystery was solved when they eventually found the envelope and the cash in the shredder. Yep, the two-year-old shredded $1,060, but Ben Belknap tweeted, The Twitter community got involved with suggestions that the couple could get out some tape, and another person stated that mutilated currency can be redeemed by the U.S. Bureau of Engraving and Printing. He joked that his son, tall for his age, is grounded from all fun. <laughs> <laughs> Two years old and grounded. <laughs> Two years old. Um, they left the shredder on, which is not smart. Right. I, I, I hate to say this isn't on the two-year-old, of course, a little bit of it, but at the same time, like, you have to plugged in t- t- shredder next to a two-year-old. The two-year-old saw a piece of paper, which is an envelope, sure. and stuck it in the shredder. They actually yeah. were being smart. They it was right. fun. Inside it's of like, it. yeah, yeah, yeah it is funny. Yeah. Out of all the things, I hate to say $1,000 is minor for things that got it shredded, but man, you've got running motorized blades next to a two-year-old that <laughs> Yeah. Could have been a lot worse. Yep. Like, that's not so bad, but I would have seen like Brighton like sticking her shirt in there and being like zipped oh, up nice. in it or something. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> she would be like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Oh, dear. But it's fun for a two-year-old. But what do they know, right? That they was that had to be a blast. Grabbed an envelope and hey, they probably saw mom or dad do it. I'm impressed that they. How did they think to look into the shredder? Like when I empty my shredder, I just take the top off and dump in. I don't. That's what I was thinking. Look How do you it. know there was money in the shredder? I bet they were. I mean, I bet he was emptying it. I mean, you, you shred a thousand dollars. That's some serious. You know, that's yeah, that's yeah. a lot in the shredder. But he was emptying it out. I was like, it's awfully green. What is this? There's <laughs> a lot of dust in here. Well, um, you know what I you know what I take on this is a couple of things. But I also appreciate because they they were saving money up for for a football game to right. go to, to buy tickets for a game. What I appreciate too is is the old school true and tried way of when you want something you just save up for it instead of putting it on credit getting yourself in debt because you go think find me yeah or go find <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you know do something to you know in today's world we almost we we put ourselves in you know we talk about you know a healthy um um diet or a healthy the way we eat and treat our body like right. like financial wellness is is um, almost just as a it's important important like I mean it's such a it's just as bad as Americans on eating I really believe so I mean we we feel entitled to that we deserve to go to the football game that we put it on credit that we can't afford and then you can't pay the bill and you can't pay you can't pay your bills or you can't you know take care of your family with life insurance um, because you're gonna you go put that on versus the old true way which is look we cut things back save and then we can go and treat ourselves and not be 
and put ourselves in a financial unhealthy state. And I think in today's world that financial wellness is something that people need to take um, more serious. Well, everything's so easy. It's like you can apply for a credit card at 15 and get a credit card. And then you think, oh, just swipe, 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 swipe. And then you pay the consequences later when the bill comes in. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, what did I just do, right? Yep. I don't think they have that um, integrity to build. It's the parents. Yeah. Think of the parents today. Yep. It's, it's it is e- true, so true. It's easy to get carried away, man, when you're looking at numbers on a screen yep. and like let that define everything. And and again, on the, on the other hand, it's money. It's a very real thing in this world. Oh yeah. But yeah, mad respect to the people who are like, we're gonna, you know, every paycheck or whatever, we're gonna take out twenty bucks or whatever it was, we're gonna put it in this envelope, and we're gonna get somewhere. Like I, I there's something to that that like, happen. And you don't have to make a ton of money to actually just to be the. You know, my my friends always joke because they say, um, you know, even at 18, 17, whatever he goes. Like, Heath always had money. Like, even though, I, it's not like, I mean, I was waiting tables, you know, and, and you know, m- not making a lot of money. But they're like, yeah. you know, they were, my one friend we always call Overdraft was his nickname because he stayed in Overdraft. Um, <laughs> and I would always, I was always the response, even, I was four or five years older than almost, four or five years younger than almost all my, than, than a lot of the friends that I had because I always was with older people, basically. You're an old soul. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, it. Yeah. And, and so... So I would be, I'm four or five years younger than all of them, but like I was one that would, I always took care of the house bills, you know, because we always lived together. And I would nice. make them, when they got paid, like give me pieces of their rent because they would blow their money. You were teaching them yeah. how to. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, well, Heath always had money, even though I didn't make, you know, I waited tables. Right, right. You know, I didn't make a lot of money, but like I had a little system. I'd get done waiting tables and like if I made $60 that night. I that next day I took forty dollars deposited into the bank and I kept twenty dollars, and that was my cash and and I'd leave my money in the bank right like I I got the cash out of my hands immediately right into the bank to where um you know back then it, you didn't I mean I didn't have a credit card or anything I had a debit card but like my goal in my mental accounting was my cash was what Your I cash. used right you know and and so what and cash is king oh guess what mm. and guess what this weird thought is <laughs> if I needed. If I spend that twenty dollars because something unfortunate happened, I would go pick up a shift to wait tables instead of digging into it. What weird. a concept! Isn't that what weird? a concept! Uh, that's strange. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. In today's world, it's ten times easier for everybody not to have an excuse to make extra money. Uber, favor, oh all of these, all from all, your phone, all of these things you can do to make extra money. That if you want something, go get a little, do it on the side. You can do it when you want to. They're all there. There's no excuses um, to get into a spot that you're in a bind because you overspend or overdo beyond what what you're you're supposed to be. Now, I'm not one of those Dave Ramsey type people. I'm not one of those that everything is, needs to be saved, put aside. That right. That that you don't spend a dime. You live a very meek, miserable you life. life. Yes. But you don't spend what you don't have, right? Like, like that's the difference. Yeah. Is it, there's a, th- I believe there's a middle ground between the Dave Ramsey and a. Now, Dave Ramsey's approach is 100 percent correct. Whenever he did it, because in the 80s, when interest rates for a home was 18 percent, it's different times. Look, my house would be paid off for right now, right? If I had to pay 18 percent interest, right? That's that's stupid, you know. <laughs> but when they're three, four percent interest. Some, you can make more money with and your you can cash. slack now. Yeah. Like getting a car now is zero percent interest. Yeah. 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 And it's it's tough. I'm I'm 26 years old. I I do not have, nor have I ever had any kind of credit card. Yeah. Which is a mistake. You got to have one. Yep. Arguably, having no credit yep. is worse than having negative credit. Yep. Which to me, 
I found that out too. There's a lot wrong with that, but I'm not going to get into that. The way I see it, I'm like, look, I've always backed up everything, and that's the way it is. Now, that's not the world we live in now, and I need to get on board with that. But yeah, I, I even I was one of those people. Like, I, I still kind of yeah, do but this you on gotta occasion understand. where I got an envelope with just some yeah. cash in it, and every time I go to the bank, <laughs> I just take out 20, and you know what? Just stick that over there. I'm not going to think about it. Like, I don't know, something to it. But you got to understand, from their point of view, is you've never been given the opportunity to have that yeah. to what to know to know if you're actually going to make payments. I would agree, but man, I I took on a lot of debt for college, and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm good you for that. I'm off. paying that off. Okay, that yeah, but that's helping but your credit then. Right. Yeah, and so that is helping your credit. I know. You, you should have a credit score with that. But I mean, <laughs> it's just a financial lesson here. Yes, it is. A no, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. but yeah. but honestly, this is something that I I, I think that I want to get the message to everybody on this is. You need to take financial wellness just as serious as anything else. Right. I think it's important for you and your household, whatever it is, to get serious about understanding the basics of your finances. You don't need to be this financial advisor guru. True. You just need to learn some of the basics. Like, I use only a credit card um, because I get the points because I pay my credit card off every month. I don't use my card for what I can't afford. That's right? where I need to be. Yeah, yeah, that's all I do. I don't use my card to buy things that I can't afford. I use it just like a debit card. Yep. I pay it off every month, and I make money on mine. Now, I'm a very, very small percentage because most people won't do that. Of course. But I take advantage of it, and I use my points, and our vacations are free. American Miles. Yeah, right? it's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. I, you got to know you, though. If you can't stop yourself, then you that's, that's not what you need to do. I no. can, um, and I, you know... We don't have a lot of time to get into everything I'd want to, but I, I just more so want to bring the awareness that financial wellness is something you need to do. There are tons of tools. Um, if you're looking up for anything to help with your financial wellness stuff, make sure you look for nonprofits that have financial wellness stuff. Like there are websites and financial tools that you can sign up for that are nonprofits. Um, all over the place. Don't don't use the Ameritrades and the the all of that just yet to for because they're always going to be trying to sell you something and sling sling you away. But but Google uh, financial wellness assessments for non on nonprofits. Da da da. Find one that's a nonprofit, um, and it can help you kind of put you on a track and a coaching tool to getting a better financial wellness. And I think it's key for your kids to see. And for something to leave behind as well, that that a financial wellness is real, and it's a real thing that can that obviously, you know, um, finances is one of the biggest killers of of a marriage too, you know. Fo so financial wellness is key. It's important, yeah. And that book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah, that's a good it. book. Yeah, love it. And one of you, my all time. If you've never read Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah. then you're missing out. That's right. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I agree. So I hope you take control of your finances today and. You know, don't leave a thousand dollars in an envelope next to a shredder for a two-year-old to take <laughs> off with. Is all I'm saying. So, we'll be back in a minute for the second segment of Second Shot. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep Southern roots. Keith Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Ignorance on fire: a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success, written by none other than myself. Thank you, love you, and go pick it up today. Stop. Go. Now. 
Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. We're just spitting so much fire that, that you got the <laughs> control room smelling like smoke. And Matt's in there like... The board's burning up in here. Uh-huh. I don't want it to seem like we're running a, you know, we're not running a tight ship around here. We are. But yeah, something's going on in the control room. Uh-oh, it's, defective equipment. Smells, <laughs> smells like electrical fire, so if the show cuts out at any point while you're enjoying it, you know what's up. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we'll keep an eye on you, Matt. Gosh. Thank you. Yeah, yeah please look out for my safety. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody if has I, to. I'm if I see gonna... smoke coming up behind you, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm afraid the fumes are going to consume you. You're going to pass out. We're going to be I'm like, like good, Matt, play I'm the a music good and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I'm a good captain. I'm going to go down with the ship. Yeah, I'm in you, here. You are. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you know what's interesting? You said you are not a, you don't know sports stuff. See, I, I would have totally guessed you would. I mean, you didn't ever play sports? No. You're, no, I mean, I, I ran mean, track. I wouldn't count that as really No volleyball, sport. nothing? Basketball? You're like uh, so tall. A little tall. stint at volleyball, but I wasn't good at it. So. <laughs> see, I, see that, yeah. that you come across as very athletic. I am now in my older years. Okay, so you weren't. So really? Yeah, I wasn't as a kid. Really? No, not at all. But when I got older, I mean, it was just like I started doing yoga and weightlifting and running. And then I started challenging myself. Like, how far can I push myself? So were you tall as a kid? Oh yeah, I, mean, I had a size ten at fourth in fourth grade, and I was five foot. My mom was like, "You're gonna be tall." Yeah. So, <laughs> so here so I am. So was it five like nine. that that thing that you were like really tall, but like you just hadn't grown into yet, and that's what happened or something? So fourth grade, I had like I said, I was shorter with like duck feet. They're yeah. like Size ten, which I still wear today. Yeah. <laughs> duck feet. It, it was as soon as I hit ninth grade, it was like whoosh, I was five nine since yeah. ninth grade. Yeah. So and it's like so fourth and ninth. And and. Yeah, see, I would have you because you look athletic. You're like Todd, like you were like a volleyball or basketball player. You know, no, no I wasn't good at volleyball. I was real lanky, didn't have coordination. Yeah. I did track. Um, I wasn't good at it. I just stunk at it. My parents pi- tried to put me in ballet, tap, and jazz. I couldn't couldn't dance. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually smart. I was actually a nerd. So yeah. I love school 4.0. Even yeah. when I was in college for nursing, sounds like me. Love school. Yeah. I love to learn. I'm a student <laughs> of life. But yeah, yeah. but as as I got older, I'm like, ooh, bring it on. Like I can now do a, a headstand on a paddleboard in water. Yeah, that's amazing. Which I could never have done that back in the day. So. Wait, hold on. A handstand on a paddleboard in water? Yeah, with my head uh-huh. on the pa- on the paddleboard and my feet in the air on the water. On the water. On the water. Okay. Yes. I was like, anybody can do a handstand in a pool? Come on, that's yeah. not impressive. On a paddleboard. On top of the paddleboard in the water. water. In a lake or a beach. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's very. Cool. Let me impressed, Marcia. I did it when I turned forty, and it was an epic birthday present to myself oh wow i was like yes you can mm. do it at any age <laughs> <laughs> nobody could do it were you in any sports i played uh baseball like a lot of kids did i played little league and then i played soccer all through yeah. uh high school and college i was uh i played football in seventh grade and then i grew up yeah and stopped playing games uh, no yeah. i i was oh wow that that is you doing a handstand on instagram look at that well done uh headstand handstand uh no yeah, I, man i was i was the fat kid I hated sports because I was I was the slowest kid on every team. It was horrible. I hated it. I There's was a position for that guy in football, though. What's that? Line. <laughs> I, I was. I was. I was. Uh, stand there and be big. I was. I was. I was right guard. Yeah, like the deodorant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was. I was B string, which in my school was 84 kids in the B string team, and oh, A string wow. was 10. Yeah. So you were either on the team or you basically weren't. Yeah. So that was. 
that was the deal, and I made it one season, and I, I regret that still to this day. I'm like, I should have stuck with that. That would have been good for me. Like, that would have been good for me to, like, work through it, work hard, like, get get it, but I was in seventh grade, and I wanted to play video games, and now I'm in podcasting. Our first headline. <laughs> uh, why, second headline. Second headline of the show, why kissing up to your boss could backfire at work. Uh, going out of your way to overly ingratiate yourself with your boss, a.k.a. kissing up, may not be the most attractive quality to display in the workplace, but there's no denying that being proactive about getting your boss on your side can have some positive results. For the short term. Uh, according to a recent study in the Journal of Applied Psychology, twisting yourself into a pretzel at work to curry your boss's favor may give your career a boost, but spending that much energy on trying to be liked or appear capable to your boss comes with the added risk of a kind of burnout that could hurt your career, professional reputation, and other important ways. To be specific, researchers at the Oregon State University found that employers, employees who engaged in regular kissing up to their boss also demonstrated a depleted sense of self-control, more frequent slacking off, and in general, a more deviant behavior in the workplace because the daily effort needed to flatter, win over, or kiss up to one's boss. They found that these employees who did this the most often felt depleted which manifests itself in other more negative ways at work. You're bending over backwards. I think that bosses can sniff that out if you're always mm -hmm. kissing their butt. I think the good ones can. Yeah, mm -hmm. the good ones can. The good ones can. And the good ones are very few. Yes, mm -hmm. that is true. <laughs> <laughs> the good is very few. All right, Heath, what's the, what's the spin here? Well, I mean, I think just in talking about working in work environments and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff to, to remember do that is um, you, if we overlook what it is to be and how to uh like how important it is that your coworkers and the people that work there like you is just as important as your boss i, I think people I overlook that see like people don't realize that um name any of you guys tell me right now how many of you ever worked with somebody that was a kiss up to the boss and y'all liked them Oh, never Nobody. Liked Nobody. No. Nobody no, likes the no. boss kiss no, no. up, right? Even the employees can sniff that out. Even employees can sniff it out. The underrated thing in a workplace is working to get the coworkers and everybody around you to be on your side and, and to be on your team, like and, and to to, you know, have everybody kind of it's not that you're trying to win a popularity contest, but it's just like those people who kiss up to the boss, they will step on everybody they work with to impress the boss right and you don't understand how important it is that those people to be on your side because you can't ever do like yourself personally the, the depleted thing is is because you have to do all the work hard because nobody helps you because they don't trust you because you're stepping on them to get the boss and how you don't get depleted and how you don't get burnt out is to be a part of a team and to have people know they can count on you and you can count on them and they help you out and you don't get overburnt. Right, yep. but some of those people that kiss up to the boss, they don't have respect for the other people on their team. Mm -hmm. It's all about them. It and is. so their teammates, the same thing. They're like, forget this person. Like, we can tell you're kissing up. That's the thing is a kiss up is all about them. Like, somebody who kiss up to their boss, yep. all they care about is them. Yeah, and if you work with a team where you're all doing it together and then you have respect, there's a respect between the boss and the employees, it's better when you can work as a team to do something for the boss where you're not kissing up. Yes. Like, it's one thing if it's the boss's birthday or something, you do something nice. Yeah, that's stuff you should do. Yeah, yeah. Right. But th that's different than kissing up. Like, consistently doing things to where you're kind of angled at the position for you. Yeah. Or if something doesn't happen, you're, you think you're on their good graces just because, like, well, I gave them this or done this for them. Yeah. So if I slack on this on the job, they'll be okay with it. See, I, I think there's two sides of the camp. There's those people that do go overboard on um, making all their, like, um, to be a friend to everybody. Mm -hmm. And so they won't, they never, um, 
they kind of always get stepped on because they want to be a friend to everybody. Then there's that person that is, screw everybody, I'm going to step on them, I don't need them. And it's like, there's a middle ground. Like, let me tell you something. Office politics and stuff and like having everybody, um, if you can have the majority of the people you work with genuinely, um, they don't have to say, oh, I agree with all of Marcia's uh, views and all that, but like they have respect for you. Um, That's going to be like hugely positive for your career. Well, it's going to go a long way. Absolutely. Because people can recognize that. And they, uh, you know, I would say authenticity wins at the end of yes. the day. People can sniff out whether mm-hmm. if you're working with the team yep. or just for themselves. Yeah. And the ones for themselves, you always get left out. Yeah. You always get left out. And they yeah. actually have their, it's their own like personal thing. There's something going on to where they feel like they have to do that. They haven't quite yet worked as a team yet. Yes. I always feel like you're like, mm, you're not a team player just yet. But that's how you also get burned out on stuff. When you, when you're an all me person. If you're sitting there and you're the person that always has to pull the all-nighter. Now, is there times you're going to pull an all-nighter? Yes. Sure. Are there times you got? Yes. But if you're the one always having to do it, this is that time that if you're that person, you're going, oh, that's me. Let me tell you something. You're a all-about-you person. Here's reality. I'm going to hit you with truth. Ooh. You are the it's-all-about-you person. That's just that's true because nobody's willing to help you. Nobody's coming in to your aid with it because nobody sees you as somebody that would do that for them and that's a reality i'm just telling the truth right right that that if you're the person that always has to be the one doing it people don't see you as a team player right i mean there's one thing to be successful yes and you want to get up to the top corporately and you do it the right way i think genuinely your bosses can see that yes but if you're always kissing up i mean the bosses the good ones can sniff yes. it out the bad ones who knows what they take with it yeah. maybe, maybe they are like i like that person only because we do have those bosses on the flip side that when the person does kiss up they're like why well, i like that person because they've kissed up and everyone else you haven't done anything for me yeah so but the chances of that person being there forever versus the majority of those co-workers exactly and and if you're tied to that person so hardcore and they're gone you, and you left, you're, you're done. Yeah. yeah count count it out. That's why I've always landed. It's short-sighted. You're not playing the long game because yeah. that's great. You're tied to this one person. You do everything they say. Man, what if they get in a car wreck tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Or they get fired. What are you going to do? Because now the company doesn't exist because they're the boss. And suddenly you've got a bunch of people who you can't network with and you can't lean on for potential you know, job opportunities or something because none of them, you didn't get along with any of them. Like, play the long game. Get along with everybody. And it's well, a lot more fun. And I like wa- that, the long game. Yeah. yeah. And you watch and let one of them get promoted to boss. Now you're really screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, wait till they Assuming learn how to be a boss. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that I, that's what I, I think people underestimate in general that being somebody that others look to that, you know, hey, look, if we got a team project, I want you to be on my team. Like you want to be that person that people want to have on their team to work with because, again, you, I'm not saying going around kissing up to everybody. What I'm saying is have enough uh, emotional quotient to yourself, some EQ that, um, to work the room almost per se, like to, right. to, to, you don't have to go connection ra- yes. relationships. You don't have to go get stomped on by people. You don't have to be right. the person that is so weak, meek that people stomp all over you or anything. Um, and you don't stand up for yourself. You stand up for yourself and you do that. But you, if you're, you, to learn to be, have more emotional intelligence to understand people in general it's not that you have to have this deep relationship with everybody you just right it is it is going to do you much better in the long run if the majority of the people that can say they work with you it was a pleasant it was pleasant working with you not they're your best friends not that you were sure. such a whatever but you know he's pleasant working with marcia or zach or whatever you know like right that's huge yeah no that goes it goes a long ways yeah like when you can learn that for yourself and be a unit with yeah. the 
company or corporation that you work with and it just it makes you a better employee more valuable and also say you do promote to boss you have the respect from everybody else if you're yep. going up the ladder versus being that person is always trying to please people or even step on their toes trying to get there because like i said people can sniff that out and that's going to spill over to your personal life if you're a, if you're a if you're somebody who is a me person um, you know, it, it will come That's across true. personally and professionally as well. Real quick, um, if, if we have somebody out there who's listening to this and going, oh, my God, I might be that person. What do I do? <laughs> any any advice toward, towards maybe helping uh, you know, reach out to other people, become more of a team player? Well, you've got to start by just doing that, by, by making it an, an intentional effort. It's not, you know, a lot of those people will go, well, that person's just an extrovert. That's easy. No, I mean, it's really mm-hmm. not. A lot of people make it an effort. You know, just ask questions. Here's the best thing to do to to start um, not becoming a you per, a me person, mm-hmm. which is go into conversations with looking to know about somebody versus tell about yourself. That's what I was gonna say. Listen to people. Listen. Just ask listen. questions. Yeah. Ask questions. <laughs> listen, and go into conversations truly, genuinely wanting to learn about somebody. Sure. And not tell about yourself. And I think that that's the easiest first step to becoming that person that is. Um, not all about me, 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 me. Nobody likes a me, 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 me. So yeah. we'll be back on the third segment of Second Shot in just one second. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energy Ogre. Dot com promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. So we got a. Uh, it kind of just came last minute too. That's that's going to be really cool. But we um, um, we got a couple emails and some stuff from the Second Shot Facebook group. So if you um, are listening, go to the Second Shot Facebook group, join it, and join in all the fun. We'll. You know, it's a great community of people that are really kind of sharing and looking for some similar things that obviously the second shot community of people are all people that are wanting to learn and grow and be better and, and try to do anything. That's They're not going to listen to this unless they're going to want to, unless they're trying to be better. better yeah, they want to motivate themselves. It's and so inspiring. It is. And that's what's great about having the group and that community getting built on Facebook is that, you know, those people can come and ask questions and stuff and, and get, um, you know, some honest genuine thoughts you know back from people and um well always gonna i'm always gonna be uh shaming you for the ratings and reviews hard shame <laughs> so uh let's go do that now please Run. go, Thank go you. ahead now please we'll wait um and i wanted to get to one of the emails yeah okay um this is from uh preston richards and uh you know, going as we were talking about last time Sorry. you you and jenny jenny does that all the time she Need was like I'm not, I'm not gonna hit the microphone this time out. Um, and Preston, you, you started off on a bad note here. 
Thank you, Keith. Oh, <laughs> Preston, buddy. Oh, Keith Oaks. Sorry, I still love you, Preston. Oh, um, but we talk about it with your husband, Keith. Yes. You know, it's like Heath, he Keith. I always heat. get him. So he said, uh, um, "Thanks for the help with this career path. The advice was helpful." He wrote in. He's he's a, a high school student. Wrote in about a career question oh, nice. of something he wanted to do, and we we answered it on here. Um, and he said, "I do have one more question, and that is, how has the podcast changed your life?" Um, I presume it helps many people as it did mine, but I'd like to know your side of it. Thank you uh, for all your help and consideration. It's a tremendous question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'm trying to think of how the, you know, it. it's, um, you know, it makes me stay consistent on my self-improvement more okay. than ever. Because when you're consistently coming in and going to be talking about it, right. you've got to consistently be living it. Yeah, you It's do. very difficult for, I mean, now I am that person. I know there's some people that can really be the opposite. But I, I believe that when you're somebody, like like for me, if, if I'm going to be talking and, and speaking a message of some sort regularly. You want to live it. I have to live it. Like I can't be like... Like um, Ziggler, you know, I ain't, I ain't had, the, I ain't said that, you know, like Ziggler says in a while. Ziggler says <laughs> the old oh. Zig. Yeah. You know, he said it, it's impossible for somebody to um, consistently say one thing and live inconsistently like that. Like you can't consistently say one thing all the time and not consistently live that way forever. Like it's gonna catch up to where you end up being it. That's why he's he was big on affirmation cards and things that yes. that you if you tell yourself these things like like you're going to sooner or later believe them. Your yeah. podcast is like an affirmation card. It really is. And it, and it's selfishly and, yeah. and that's thing is it's a selfish thing because it selfishly keeps me um in check because if I'm gonna talk about it and I'm I'm struggling in that area then then it helps me focus on it and stay um kind of on top of it. So I would say, honestly, Preston, the biggest thing has been that it, it it has, you know, I've always been into the self-development, always been, but like I've always, like anybody with almost anything is, I would go through spurts. I'd be good on my routine for a while and then something would happen and it would change it all, right? And then it would, I would dial out and then I would, you know, have that event that you get down and go, oh, I got to get, why did I stop doing it? It worked so well and I stopped doing it. I got to get back to it, right? The podcast has helped be more consistent with all that. Yeah. You know, because you you, I'm consistently coming in recording and doing all that, that I consistently have to be. You're keeping yourself accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to consistently have the fresh thoughts and thinking. And the only way to do that is by learning. Right, right. You know? yeah. And you change and you grow. Yeah. And you learn from each podcast. Yeah. And each guest or whoever's, in, you know, our headline. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. You mind if I slide in an answer on No, this absolutely. Yeah, I, I want you to. All right, so so a couple of things. Uh, it, it's more than twofold, but to break it down, I think two two ways in which Second Shot has changed my life would be number one, uh, the things I take away from it directly, the advice I get from Heath or Jenny or Marcia or any guest that's on the show, uh, the conversations we have, the things I, I I take away from it. I I just I told, man, I I told Christine last night. She she was like, ah, I've been meaning to get this thing done i just i haven't had time i was like no it wasn't a priority and she's like oh my god and i was like I, i'm sorry i just like it's good advice like little things like that little pieces of wisdom that i take away from me and i think man that's that's totally totally valid like it, it matters it goes yeah. somewhere and and the other way um this is penultimately i think the most successful show i've ever been a part of i, I work in podcasting it's a weird job. It's, yeah. a, it's a weird gig. My, my parents didn't do this. Their parents didn't do this. Nobody I know ever yeah. did this. 
So it's a weird field to be in and to be a part of something that not only feels like it's successful but has a regular growth of listenership matters. It makes mm-hmm. it feel like everything's important, especially when um, I had this great experience a couple weeks ago. I got on Facebook and posted something to the Second Shot page because it was 10 o'clock at night on a Friday and I'm thinking about Heath Oaks and Second <laughs> Shot. And, and I, I was like, you know what, I'll just, you know, I was, I was sitting at home and I rattled something off and, and posted it on there. And in like three minutes, four people had responded. And I was like, four other people in the world responded to me and what I said and and my thoughts and my actions because of this show and that matters in a way that like is is difficult for me to describe it's It's, tremendous and it's good people you know like they're all like it's like you know we when we started this Facebook we were like we're gonna make sure and censor any bad like we've not even had to though like there's not even been a single no so you're attracting your vibe attracts your tribe yes yeah yeah exactly did you write your book before the podcast yes yeah. Okay. Because remember, book. I met you yep. and the, the, a couple years ago. Then you wrote your book. Yep. And then I heard about your podcast, so mm-hmm. I started listening to your podcast after I read your book. I think the podcast actually we started the same exact month my book was released. Really? I think it was February. Was uh, it really? I didn't know that. I thought the book had come out a little while before. No, I think it was literally that month that oh, the wow. book was actually released. Because be I remember following your Instagram wild. and I saw you like, hey, I'm doing second yeah. shot. Yeah. It just so. started it Started the same time. It was yeah. weird. Um, and it, it also exists as this wild archive of media, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think, man, someday my my kids or, yeah. or whoever could go back and listen Find to all it. of this yeah and be like that's wow that's what I love about podcasts yeah there's something to it it's like it's, yeah. it's like, right, it's it like right in the page yeah. of a book as you go yeah it's really yeah, something I, I listen to them in the car I, I listen too. to them while I'm getting ready to put my makeup on oh yeah yeah and I, I'm a junkie for like motivational podcast and as soon as I heard yours I'm like hey this is a different spin <laughs> yeah instead yeah. of just interviewing somebody yeah you get people's take on the headlines I thought that was genius yeah that, mm-hmm. that, I, I, um, I wanted to do something different like that because I, I just I mean I, I got a couple of my podcasts that interview people that, that i listen to and like you know um but i i can only kind of do so much of that you know you kind of hear some I, I just i uh but i do I, I love podcasts in general about everything i love learning mm-hmm. about in this may, podcast make it easy I, I never listen to the radio i mean if i'm ever in a vehicle i am i don't either i, I am always <laughs> listening to a, i'm learning yeah. something and i may be doing learning about some weird stuff like but I just like to learn different stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Variety is key. But, sure. But you know what? I wanted to bring this up is that it was just posted in the second shot group. This is literally off the cusp. None of these people know anything about it right now. Uh, Zach, Marcia, none of them. Okay. Um, but it was just posted in it. But I thought it was super interesting and perfect timing to kind of ask it. Um, but um, I'm not going to say the name because they don't, you know, they're, they, they're posted on the group. Yeah. So I don't know if they want to say sure. their name. Um, but... Um, but this is the kind of stuff you're missing if you're not joining the group, is this right here. Posted, uh, been busy, crazy, missed a lot of the socials, especially the second shot group. He goes, I was in a meeting the other day, and the statement was made, stop incentivizing things people are supposed to do, and let's create incentives for the extraordinary. He goes, I loved it, and also listened to a counter-argument that the incentives drive behaviors that need to be encouraged. It was an interesting dichotomy of views of a seemingly simple subject like incentives. Thoughts. Ooh, I like that. Oh, Isn't it? man. Because usually you're being incentivized to make you do things. Yeah. But for the opposite, for doing something extraordinary, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, see, I'm a, I, this hit me, struck court. So, I, I, I'm. Yeah, wow. So, for the person who wrote it, I'm not going to reply on the Facebook group just because I'm about to tell you my thoughts <laughs> this now. This is it, yeah. So, so, you're going to get it now, which is... Um, I'm a huge, this is, being in sales, 
and stuff in general. Like we, I've been part of, of stuff that where they'll want to change a comp plan every year to try to drive the behavior they want. They want to um, throw a contest out every time they want some kind of behavior to be made, right? Some kind of incentive to get what they want. And I've always said that's the absolute worst thing to do. That will only drive short spurts of increases. Mm-hmm. You're skipping the hard part, which is you've got to truly make people see and believe the why. Right. Why they need to do it themselves. Right. Versus having to always don't, you know, and, and I guess that it's easy because when I started my first business stuff, I was broke. Right. So I couldn't like buy a whole bunch of stuff to give to people to get things. So I had to get really creative on just let's, you, you know. think outside the box. Well, and I had to actually do, which was make teach somebody the why spend the time to teach the why true to understand why they need to do it for themselves right Right. true and that takes time that's not an easy fix throwing out a thousand dollar trip is an easy fix because in two weeks you're going to get an uptick right but it's not going to be sustainable right you're going to always have to have that other little um tag that other little um um, something to get people sparked and it, it is the i think in a sales organization or organization in general if you have to have incentives to spur the behavior you want, you've got a bigger problem. Right, right. No, I like incentivizing. Can you say it? Incentivizing yep. people that are yes. thinking outside the box because it actually helps them grow. Like, ooh, maybe I can do this, and maybe the company hasn't really thought of that, and then they needed that person to yep. get to the next level. So I think that's genius. Well, I agree with like incentivize. I, I have incentives, sure. and we do stuff. Sure. Um, but I don't do them to spark something I want done. I right. do it for the extraordinary, like he said. Now, I've never really had it into an eloquent statement the way he did, right. but I'm going to steal what he said because that's going to be my new thing of explaining <laughs> it. You're like, hey, listen I up. Am, <laughs> I am because that's huge. It is so true. You can't, If you were having to swing incentives for your relationships, for anything, to get what you want, you're in a bad way. It's like a bribe. It is. It really is. And it's only yeah. going to be short-term fixes. Right. You've got you to gotta go, um, you know, just to reward for what they're already doing for an extra deal, not to, if your intention is to get them to do an action that they're not doing, right? that you know is what they need to be doing, you're in a bad spot. And everyone works and thinks at different levels. Yep. So it's just like school, you know, yep. not everybody can do like, say, fifth grade math, you know, at the same time, yep. they learn different things. Same thing with this. Yep. This helps people think outside the box on their level and their creativity yep. or what they could pull out of their hat. Like it, it might inspire them. Yeah, you should ideally you want to be in a position where if you're a boss and say you want your whole staff to stay late on Friday and work or something, the short term solution is, hey, I'll pay you all extra if you stay this one Friday. The long term solution is figure out a way to get them to love their job so much they don't want to leave. And you know what? It's okay to say, hey, guys, anybody that wants to stay, I'm going to buy some pizza. That's okay. Yeah. Because that's like a... um, uh, that's just a little like that's being human. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will work for pizza. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, food. but like, because that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna get people to really do an extra action they wouldn't do without it. Right. That's just kind of that nice gesture. So there's right. a difference of just adding a nice gesture versus having to incentivize to get an action. If you, you know, if you have to tell your kid, I'm gonna give you five dollars if you clean your room. That's a problem. They yeah. they should just clean the room because they right. live in your house and they do it. You know what I mean? They want to live in a clean space. Exactly. I mean, right. I, I, so I I love that that layout there, I, and that's I do believe that if you're in an organization, y'all are swing. You're gonna keep swinging pendulums back and forth. If you're having to change incentives to drive behavior, you need to just create incentives to reward the great behavior that's already happening. Right. 
Like, like it, it'll be long term consistent. Yeah, I do. Too. I think it's. I'm going to literally screenshot that and save that so I can get that down in my memory because I love the way that it's explained. Um, and before we get out of here on this one, I want kind of give them a little snapshot of your business. Tell them where to find your business at, where they can find you at, to where they can. Um, look up to maybe see if your services are something they need. Right. So my business is Plant Chicks, and we train women. So we help women rock out with their rock out. And we motivate women just on mindset and non-skill victories. Mm -hmm. We don't focus on weight. We focus on how it's all personalized to you. Yeah. So uh, there's no one size fits all. Yeah. But you can go to plantchicks.com or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And how do you spell it? P-L-A-N-T-C-H-I-C-S. Yeah, that's what Plant Chicks no is. No K on the end there, yeah. yeah. No K. Got it. Yeah, and where can they find you at on social media? Same thing, Facebook, yep. Twitter, Instagram, okay. Plant Chicks. Yeah, you can find me, Zach, at AppleZachintosh on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also on that Facebook group. i got to put together some kind of answer for that, for whoever that was, because I can't let them know, hey, Good. we talked about the show. It's got to be something. I'll figure it out. It'll be great. Marcia, I am grateful that you took the time to come out. I really appreciate it. I know that I mean you've got a lot of things you can be doing with your time to come on here and give back to our second shot group, but it's extremely appreciated. Aww. And um, I'm grateful to have you on here. Grateful to know you and Keith. And Thank you for having me on yep, here. Absolutely. Yes. So at second shot, uh, cast at gmail.com at Heath Oaks at Eagles on Fire. See you next time, guys. Love y'all.